Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio, another true story from True Story FM. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I just wanted to start today's show by sharing how very grateful I am for you, dear listener. It literally makes my day when I get the privilege of meeting a listener, even just over email or Twitter. So please continue to reach out. Today's episode is a special Thanksgiving edition of The Joe Show with my friend and colleague, Joe Waters of SelfishGiving.com. In this episode, we not only talk about what there is to be grateful for this year, and let's face it, 2020 has been a doozy. We share examples of purposeful pivots that have inspired us, trends we're seeing, our predictions about the impact of the national election on purpose in 2021, and of course, just a healthy dose of banter. Wherever you're tuning in from this week, I hope you have a lovely and safe Thanksgiving. Hello, Joe Waters. Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, Megan Strand. Happy Happy Thanksgiving to you too. Nice to have you back. How exciting! What a what a nice you know. Even with everything that's happening in 2020, we still have the holidays. The holidays are here. You know, they're going to come whether we like it or not, or whether we have a pandemic or not. So it's nice to have the holidays. It is nice here. to have the holidays. And that is something I'm very grateful for, which is what we're going to start off talking about, is what That's should right. corporate development professionals be grateful for this year? Because it seems like there's a whole lot of yeah. things to be grumpy about this year. So <laughs> what's yeah. your? do you have a list of yeah. things people should be grateful for? Well, I feel like this is such a Joe Waters like blog post, like 10 <laughs> things corporate social impact pros should be grateful, should be grateful for. for. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, one of the things I think I should mention right away first is we should be very grateful that we have a place like Engage for Good uh, that I think has done such a great job, um, you know, uh, serving the community during this time, enhancing relationships with people. So, I mean, I, I know that I'm thankful that there is what I consider a trade organization and Engage for Good, a fellow corporate partnership people like myself, and you folks are really leading the charge. Aww, there. So I'm really that is the nicest thing that. to say. Well, I will uh, do a back at you there and just say I'm grateful for the Selfish Giving newsletter, which is just chock full of goodness in your email inbox every Wednesday. And uh, if you haven't checked it out for some reason, if you live under a rock and you haven't subscribed to Joe's news- newsletter, you absolutely need to do that at selfishgiving.com because it is phenomenal and it's it's a must read every week. I'm like, oh, I'm too busy to read this. Oh, I got to read it because there's such good stuff. In That's it. right. You have to. Yeah, there's something in it. You know, it's, you know, it's that, and you know, especially with the information overload with people today, that's something I think we need to be sensitive. But, you know, so I'm really grateful for the community. Yes. They, you know, there's a yeah. great there, There's been great there stuff out there. People are like doubling yes. down and putting great stuff out there. Yeah. Um, at least, the, right. at least the people um, in our know, circle. There is some crap out there, but not right. not the not Absolutely. our people. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, another thing that I think I'm really thankful for too is just that I think during this time, I think we've seen a lot of corporations, a lot of companies step up and support good causes. You know that there are a lot of dollars flowing. 
from businesses to nonprofits. I know that uh, businesses on the line, sometimes rightfully so, for how little they give to nonprofits. But uh, in the context of a challenging year like this, I think businesses have done a pretty good I think job. So too. It's- uh, really reaching out, you know, and every business you know, has really been thinking about that, right, is how they can give back. And, you know, one of the things, and you and I talk about this all the time, too, is one of the things I think that is a silver lining with the pandemic is that so many businesses now are being educated in purpose mm, and cause totally. and realizing just how how important, how beneficial, how wonderful it feels to give back to good causes. And while I don't think we'll see the return on that in uh, 2020, and maybe not until late 2021, I think businesses will come out of here really supportive of doing purpose-driven programs with nonprofits. Do you agree yeah, with that, Yeah, I totally Megan? agree with that. And I definitely think it's a great observation. I mean, there I don't think there's ever been a time that was better for purpose than right now. And it is it is hard and there are businesses going out of business left and right and I'm not at all trying to downplay that. But the ones that are still hanging on and the ones that have found ways to be creative um, and engage consumers and employees around good causes in a way that builds their business. Like I'm thinking of like the Sweet Green Impact Outposts. What the heck is that called? Impact Outpost Fund? Outpack input? I don't know. Now I'm confusing myself. But, you know, they found a way to keep their employees busy, um, to get people to donate foods, nutritious foods to healthcare workers. And, you know, in a way that they were able to then pay their employees and, you know, continue on with their business operations, but in a totally different new way. And so, you know, it's not always just about like, you know, at, I'm talking to the king here, the selfish giving king. But it's not always about just doing good. It's also about like, what are the ways that are going to float all the boats up to the top at the same time with that rising tide? So um, it's been it's been very inspirational. I will give you that. Yeah, I mean, look at the example too of like uh, you know the chain Joanne Fabrics. You know oh, yeah. what they did having the face people masks. come in doing face masks and stuff yeah. like that. Like I think that's a great way to involve the community, right? In something specific, and in the meantime, you're getting people into the stores, you're getting crafters into the stores, which are important. So I think you know every business leaned in in a way that they thought was appropriate uh, for them, right? Yeah, I agree. No, it's. Um... It has been a hard year, but I do think there are major pockets of inspiration. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I'm grateful that consumers also have embraced that cause orientation. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of end of year donation numbers and what happens there. I think the other thing that's happening, too, is that it's not just about and this is probably not great for nonprofits, but it's not just about donating to good causes. It's also donating to small businesses. Like, you know, for example, you live in a small town. I live in a small town, you know, supporting your local businesses, going out and eating. Like, you know, I, we hardly ever eat out at all. We've eaten out a ton because we're like, nope, got to, you know, have those takeout orders to our local businesses. Like local small business has become a cause. I mean, I guess it always, it always was in a certain way, but you know, now it really is. 
Yeah, you know, isn't that interesting, though? One of the things that I have noticed, and even just in looking for different articles to share in my newsletter every week, is like we almost have that expanded definition of cause now, yeah. right? In the sense, like, you know, because there's so many causes, there's, there's so, so many much stuff different that needs your attention. That. That's right, that needs support and attention right now. That, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's like, no, is that is that how I would have defined cause marketing six months ago? Well, maybe not. But now it's, man, it seems and feels really relevant. Yeah. You had a really good point before we got on the line talking about um, saving things as a trend that you've seen. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's, I agree with you and I'm. it's super interesting. Yeah. And one of the things that I saw uh, last week that I really liked, and it was in my newsletter, was how Jägermeister, is that how you say it, Megan? I know you drink I've it I've literally than never had a shot of Jägermeister, but yes, that is how you <laughs> pronounce it, I believe. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, very good. And what they're doing right now is they're working with a, a nonprofit called the Lesbian Bob Project. And it's a four-week fundraising campaign that aims to save the last 15 lesbian bars in the United States. And I'm, of course, my first thought is, what the hell happened to all the lesbian uh, bars right? in the I United mean, States? There's only, so is, 50, okay, there's but only is it, 50 lesbian bars. Let me bars. just clarify. Is it lesbian owned or like for the lesbian community? Like what's the... For the lesbian That's community. That's crazy. There's only 15? Yeah, isn't that crazy? That does there's not seem right. There's only 15. Yeah. And I was like, what? And, you know, but there's a lot of pressure on that community right now, right? Because it's, you know, these things are for a specific audience. And then you throw uh, the pandemic on top of that. It's that much more difficult, you know? And, you know, so I love, you know, but I love the specificity of that campaign in the sense like, wow, there's, here's a company that's coming out and saying like, you know, this is something doable. This is something that we can manage. We can raise money for, that we can donate a, a portion of profits to and really make a difference in the community with these last ones, because these final ones have remained for, I'm sure, some very good reasons, right? Yeah. Because when you think about all the competition out there yeah. among uh, bars and restaurants. So, you know, I think a program like that is is excellent. Interesting. I feel like I want to get them on the podcast. I'd be so interested to hear, like, how did that how did that issue come to the fore for them? Like, where did, how did they hear about that? It's just it's fascinating. Uh, well, tell what else have you seen that you've uh, maybe something coming up for the holidays or for Thanksgiving? Like, what else have you seen that you think is interesting? Well, one of the things that I've been looking at, too, and one of the things that, you know, I was really talking about uh, before the pandemic was B2B cause marketing. Like, what are the kind of opportunities out there to work uh, with? Because, I mean, let's face it, there are, you know, we love B2C. Uh, and, you know, anytime you have a, a cashier or a waiter or waitress or checkout line, that's a great place to do cost marketing. But, you know, there are alternatives out there and we need to think more creatively about B2B options. So, you know, I love this example of uh, Tenant, which is a cleaning company. They actually sell cleaning equipment to schools, Megan. And what they did is they did a contest, which I was saying to you before the show, I think is a real trend right now, like challenges and contests that people are doing. And what they did was that they had a competition for schools to nominate a K-12 school oh, janitor I saw that. who is really making a difference. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was a great idea. One, because I love the fact that, you know, we're really appreciating these people who are doing the, the you know, the yeah, work in finally. schools. But 
And part of the reward, you know, this was an example like, is this cause marketing in the sense? But for me, that seems like a real cause. Like, I feel like uh, it is. You know, uh, acknowledging these, yeah, acknowledging these people and then also uh, making a donation to the school. So the janitor got $5,000 and the school got $10,000. I actually think they oh, should really? have switched that and did 10000 <laughs> to the janitor and, and 5000 to the school. But, you know, think about it, though. That's a great, you know, that's a great cause. And a lot of times, too, Megan, you know, when I think about uh, cost marketing programs, a lot of times for me, like the perfect cost marketing program is when a business works with a nonprofit to right, do right, something, right. right? And so, you know, there is no nonprofit in that, but that doesn't make it any less cause-oriented, right, in terms of what they're trying to do. But think about this. This is a company, Megan, that makes cleaning yeah. equipment for schools, right? So in a lot of ways, you wouldn't think of an opportunity coming from that. But that's the type of thinking that we need in the B2B sector so that we can have more corporate partnership programs. We need that type of creativity and opportunity. And think about that. That's great for the I business, I was going to say, okay, why do you think they did that, though? I mean, outside of like, this yeah. is, we should do this because these people work their butts yeah. off and they get zero recognition right. and they have the, you know, a very yeah. challenging job. So outside of that, do you think it was because the janitors that worked in those schools were like, hey, that's kind of cool. Like, do you think it built yeah. loyalty amongst that community for that brand? Like, why do you think they yeah. did that? I think it gives... I think it gives them something to talk about besides yeah, product and yeah. price, right? Because there are other cleaning equipment companies out there that people yeah, can yeah. buy from. But I think this is a great way to stay top of mind with yeah. people, to be relevant to people in a way that's interesting and useful and just also nice, right? You know, that they're doing well, something the, uh, like this. The other thing I think that that campaign picks up on that, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, you can keep talking in a second, mm, no, but the other ahead. thing that outside of contests and um, challenges, the other piece that that picks up on for me is empowering people to nominate somebody in their life who is making a difference. Do you know what I mean? Like saying right. to you, like, hey, Joe, who in your world is really doing good work that like nobody right. is even sees right now, you know? And I think that whole right. piece of um, giving people the feeling that they're making a difference, you know, helping people feel yeah. like they're contributing in some way, shape or form, even if it's in a tiny little way being like, oh, well, my school janitor works super hard, you know, like, there's something to that, I think, that is really, really powerful. Um, I'm trying to think of some other examples of it. Um, Hasbro, Plato did a sort of teacher nomination thing as well. You know, they could will it win a year's worth of Plato, that, but it was like nominate a teacher, and everyone knows teachers are working their butts off right now. So it's that whole like, you know, trying to get people involved in a way that's like acknowledging people in their. Yeah, no, I think that's, and you know, and we saw that in something I posted last week, uh, Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds are doing yeah. something with Sam's Clubs right now. You you know, it's kind of a, like that they have this like funny charity rival yeah. type of thing. And, you know, when um, Hugh Jackman has a line of coffee beans, I forget the name of it now, but then of course you have aviation gin from Ryan Reynolds and they're kind of doing like, okay, let's see who sells more. Right. And the good news is, is that the votes are important because we want to see who wins. But uh, the money's being split cause. evenly. We got it. Well, That's right. Competition yeah. for a cause, so like it makes it okay to to be publicly competitive, you know, in a way that's that's fun because it's all it's all for a good cause. 
Well, and you I think we've seen a lot of, I mean, clearly most nonprofits have some sort of gala or event or whatever that's had to go virtual. So I've definitely seen a lot of those virtual events that have celebrity challenges. And I mean, it's just, it's entertainment is what it is, is just getting people to, you know, throw a little shade at their competitor and, you know, that's entertaining to watch. So I love that example. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Well, you know, another example that I love too, is there is a, uh, a lingerie brand called Adore Me. And they worked with, I'm trying to make sure I have it right here. It looks like they, they, they worked with a nonpartisan voter registration uh, nonprofit called Headcount. Yep. And what they did, Megan, was they went to influencers. Now, they went to some celebrity influencers like Samuel Jackson and Emma Roberts. But one of the things that they were really powerful in is they went to micro influencers. Mm. And micro influencers were people just have like a thousand yep. followers like you. or something like that. And, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, that's right. Exactly. But they, but what they encourage them to do is, is is each influencer created a challenge for their followers, like promising to do things like to cut their hair or post an embarrassing photo of themselves from childhood <laughs> or letting uh, one of their kids cover their Instagram. For oh, the day. my gosh. You know, and, it's, and, and it was all about getting people. Uh, you know, voting. Yeah. See, you could do that with your four-year-olds. You couldn't do that with your 17-year-old, right? Because they would do something. But, you know, the whole idea, the challenge, right? You know, getting people, you know, to to do something to, you know, I I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, how do we cut above, you know, how do we get noticed above all the noise out there right now and all the things that's happening? I do think it's that whole, you know, we have to entertain people a lot more right now because it's harder. It is harder when you're looking at a screen. I mean, it is just it is just harder. So it's fascinating to see just how people are doing that. And I think those are all really super examples. Um, And let's face it, too. People need to smile. Oh, my gosh. People need to smile right now. That's why we're, you know, we're seeing, I think, a lot of these fun things. And I think that, that, you know, it's really important that we, uh, you know, we're raising money, but we're also putting people in a really good mood. I think that's such an awesome point. And I think hopefully we'll see more of that in 2021 because I was just saying to my husband this morning, I'm like, and I've known this was coming. It's now November. Mm. Like, it's going to be a long winter. Yeah. Long winter. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you mentioned something that I wanted to talk to you about because you haven't been on the podcast for a while. Um, so yep. I saw an article in Fast Company the other day and it was like, oh, now that Biden was elected, purpose is going to become more important than ever. And I was like, you know what? I actually I'm not sure I agree with that premise because, you know, Trump made a lot of changes that weren't necessarily fantastic um, from a social impact perspective, you know, pulling the country out of climate accords and and the like and you know uh being really militant about the border being closed and the whole children in cages issue where you know i think like when you have things that are egregious happening nationally um that's when companies and employees are like oh gosh here do you know what i mean like when it's when it when it gets a little bit more extreme i think that's when companies are like Oh, you know, we can't really actually be quiet about this anymore. This isn't just political. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. I'm not I'm not saying like I dismiss you know, it summarily, but I'm like I don't know yeah. if I agree with that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, and I think what what we've seen over the past four years is we've had this chasm open, right? And you know, and I think there were businesses that felt like they need to fill that space, right? That was created by that chasm of like, okay, now we're we're talking about like pulling out of the Paris Accords, we're talking about children in cages, we're talking about border walls and stuff like that. With the absence of that, 
do companies just go back to say, oh, now we're going to do pinup programs with St. Uh-huh. Jude, or we're going to do a program with Children's Miracle Network or something like that. So I think in some ways, the onus is still going to be on companies to be involved in purpose, but the issues are going to change, yeah. right? Will we see a gravitation back to like more types of traditional things that we see as opposed to companies really tackling issues, like which in many ways, I think, issues. Megan, yeah. that's right. In, in, in some ways too, Megan, that could be good for nonprofits too, because as you know, businesses can do things that don't involve a cause, right? right? Or don't involve yep. a nonprofit, right? So I think, you know, that could be one of the good things is that, you know, that maybe they'll go back to doing more things with nonprofits to address that issue, as opposed to being more issue-oriented cause campaign. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And I, I hadn't thought about that. And, you know, to be fair, I think um, it's the Levi's of the world. It's the Patagonia's of the world that right. have done this stuff all along. Ben and Jerry's, you know, right. um, they've yeah. gotten a lot of headlines over the past handful of years because they've taken their efforts to the next level. But I mean, who's to say they wouldn't have done that anyway? I mean, probably, probably not all of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. And I, and I do think to the point that you made earlier, so many more companies are jumping into the fray right now as it relates to purpose that hopefully they'll just continue to do that. They'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, we see how this works now. And we see that this is a priority and our employees are on board and they love it. And so, yeah, this is something we're going to continue to do moving forward. So, yeah, well, you know, be interesting too to see, you know, as I said, like, you know, the past four years, I think there's been that, that, that breach, that chasm and stuff. And as that kind of closes in, will it still be considered acceptable for businesses to be involved in issues like that. You know, I I wonder sometimes too, Megan, if there'll be a backlash where people will say, you know what? We just want businesses to do business, right? You know, in the sense like, so if there's less of a, well, I think if there's less of a, I think if there's less of a rivet across, right, if that if that is a lot more narrow in terms of what they do, that people could start saying, you know what, is it, uh, should a business really be talking about that or should they just mind their own business? I just feel like we have crossed the divide where it is now known that embracing social impact can build your business. Like, and it's, so are there businesses out there for whom this is completely irrelevant and they don't pay attention to it at all? Of course, of course there are. But when you have like the business roundtable coming up, changing the definition of a, of a company, um, that's a pretty big deal. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that, that I ever see them, you know, I don't know that I ever see the tide shifting back to the point where people are like, no, you It'd should go back to minding your you know, own business. Here's something interesting. And I think about it, even with my little business, right? Over the past couple of years, I have said things in my newsletter um, about political types of things where I felt like I was taking a stand on an issue. Whereas if I think things normalize more in 2021, I think I would be less inclined to talk about those things because they're not as egregious and not as extreme anymore, right? And I was thinking that's maybe where you know, businesses. And like I said, the, the, the upside of that is businesses go back to like, Hey, we need to go back to saving puppies and, you know, and, and making sure that women get cancer treatments and kids get fed. 
right? And less about, uh, you know, doing Activism. the wall of the board. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to be honest, yeah, that's right. That's most true. companies are not equipped to be the Ben and Jerry's of the world where they are literally hiring activists around specific causes to partner with their marketing department to make an impact on a, a you know, a local ballot measure you know, supporting an, some sort of issue. I mean, most companies are not going to do that anyway. Um, you know, maybe you'll get a few more, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. It, um, yeah. And you have to think too about when you're getting into these issues, are you willing to hold your stand? And, you know, the Girl Scouts is a great oh, example. That was this. interesting. You know, they came up with an I texted that to you, didn't I? Yeah. And, you know, all the Supreme Court justices yeah, and, you know, people were not, not happy, happy about that, you know? And, you know, and I actually w- was like, look, if you're going to do it, do it. Well, OK, so right? let's and, back up, and, back up and explain what happened just for the people who are listening who didn't see what well, happened. Yeah. So, yeah. So as I remember it anyways, is they had an ad that was congratulating. Or like a tweet. Yeah, Girl Scouts had an, an ad. ad or or I think it was. Well, it was it, whatever it was. It was accompanied by a visual image of all the women Supreme Court justices, including the newest one. ACB, right? So they included her on there and they got a real tremendous yep. backlash from their supporters and from other people saying that, you know, that's not appropriate. And they were trying to be bipartisan. And my message to them is like, look, I, I think like, you, you know, you got to put your feet in the right place here and then stand firm about if this is you think is something that is important that you want to articulate, that we're congratulating all women Supreme Court justices you know, it, you need to you need to be ready for that backlash. Yeah. That's what I hold them accountable. Yeah. I don't actually hold them accountable for what they did because I think it's it could have went either way. But when they caved as soon as it happened, that's where I had a problem. Yeah, no, that's I think that's a really interesting observation. It would be interesting to know also if they had those kind of mitigation conversations. Like, is it possible? Like, maybe they just didn't even think it was going to be controversial to congratulate a new woman Supreme Court justice like that. Maybe that didn't cross their minds or maybe it did. And they just didn't expect, you know, the magnitude of the of the blowback they got. But yeah, I I, I absolutely see your point there. That's right. And see, think about that. That's what businesses have to be prepared for is when they're taking stands on. Yeah, issues, not, not everyone's going to love it. Some people are going to disagree yeah, with them. Not everyone's going to yeah, love not it. Not everyone. Yeah. No, I think that's a really interesting point. So uh, we will be talking about all those issues in 2021 on the Cause Talk Radio podcast with Joe Waters. Um, another thing I'm grateful for that we should mention, Joe, is that you and I started this very cool new learning club that we're doing every couple of months now. Um, and we have one coming up. If you guys are li- actually listening during Thanksgiving week, we have one coming up on December 3rd at 4 p.m. Eastern. We're doing a learning club on racial justice. And the two carries from Rodan and Fields and Build On are going to talk about their experience in building their partnership and how it's uh, worked to support um, racial equity. And then we're going to have a discussion. And the cool thing about our learning clubs, and this is, I give 100% credit to Joe Waters for coming up with this idea. And I know you sort of saw it somewhere else and borrowed it, which is awesome. But a book club anymore you don't have to read a book to participate you can just you can just you can just show up and not do anything or we usually give yeah. you we usually give you a few resources like uh you know a podcast to listen to or a video to watch or an article to read online or you know several of those things and then you can prepare in 10 minutes instead yeah. of you know weeks it's interesting on it's interesting megan that even in this pandemic year 
I, I think even when I ask my friends, and I myself have read fewer books than I've read the previous. You have? Year, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I've read like an fewer avid books. Reader, though. Okay, year. but how many is that? I know, and I how just... How many books did you read? Uh, I, I'll probably end the year, probably 32, 33 books. I need to start you know? keeping track of how many books I read. I have no idea how many yeah, books Yeah, well, it's just more just knowing what I read. But last year, for the year before, I read 47. You know, so I mean, that's like a... Uh, no, that's nothing. I've got, I've got friends, Megan. That I have one friend who's read over 100 books, so it's a, you know that that's nothing. But I do I did find that even during this year, when you thought I'd have more time, um, I actually probably devoted that time to CNN more than I devoted it to book reading, <laughs> right? And so I think a learning club was probably a better idea, definitely for this year. Well, for sure, and I think just generally, you know, it's, it's easier to read an article and feel like you can contribute versus. Yes reading an entire book even though you and I both love to read it's not that so but I'm yes. very grateful for that yeah. well I'm so grateful for you my friend thank you so much for being here and me happy too. Thanksgiving and uh, look forward to chatting with you uh, hopefully not as much time as we let go by from the last podcast to this one I can't I can't wait for canned cranberry sauce <laughs> where can people find you online my friend if they would like to do that oh people can find me best places is selfish giving uh, dot com and also visit me uh, on Twitter at Joe Waters. What about people? Where can people find you? Uh, I'm online at Megan Strand on Twitter, tweeting with you, and then I will put show notes for today's episode at engageforgood.com. Do my best to link up everything that Joe and I talked about. Although it was a lot of stuff. Thank you, my friend. Grateful for you. Thank you. Yep. Nice seeing you. <laughs>